Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Welcome back. Today I have a solo episode for you. I want to talk about practical tips to help you find your first or next five clients. I know that can be really important, especially in the beginning of your business. And I really want to share a few experiences and some tools and help you feel more positive and excited about finding awesome people to work with. Before I start a quick update from me, I am moving houses on Wednesday, bit overwhelming. Uh, long story short, my dog was really badly bitten by my neighbor's dog and he will be okay but he needed surgery and it was pretty traumatizing and scary and we've decided that this isn't the best place for us to live. We're not moving far, just down the road basically and the new place we found is really beautiful but I hadn't been planning on moving this quickly at all. I still really, really love Scotland. I'm still swimming in the sea and I had a lot of other plans, but sometimes life is like that and I'm really grateful to be vacation independent and set up in a way that makes this possible. So yeah, otherwise I have really beautiful clients and projects on at the moment. I'm booking business mentoring and web design for the spring. If you're interested in that, you can book a free video call. The link to that will be in the show notes and otherwise yeah let me know what you would like me to talk about since i'm not on social media anymore which i'm still really enjoying there isn't so much immediate feedback about questions or things that you would like to learn more about so i really just want to say again that i really just so appreciate emails or little messages on uh, whatever platform you can message me on my patreon as well my email is hello at yarrowdigital.com And of course, you can message me in my Mighty Network as well. But yeah, if there's anything that you want to learn more about or hear someone else's experiences on, then let me know. I'm really excited to record some more solo episodes this year, but I also have really cool guests lined up for interviews. Okay, so now on to today's actual show, practical tips to find you help you find your first or next five clients. So first of all, I want to say that I think this anxiety around what's next is really real for all of us i don't know a single entrepreneur or small business owner who always knows yeah this is what i'm going to do the next 12 months i think that's pretty rare and of course we get to a point where we feel pretty comfortable and things flow and that's beautiful too but there's always a little bit of (laughs) uncertainty And that can, of course, induce anxiety. And I think that can be true at any level. You know, that doesn't mean that you're not successful. It doesn't mean that um, you have failed in any way. I think that's just part of life. And there are upsides and downsides to being in employment, but it certainly does offer you more certainty around what's next. So I've mentioned this before, but Last year, I found the um, business journal that I was using in my first year in business and I had so many really anxious notes and I was like calculating really carefully how much I was expecting to come in, what my next steps would be, kind of what um, costs were, were coming up that I had to pay and um, there wasn't a lot of spaciousness, I would say that. I think there was a lot of Uh, tight gripping and really trying my very best to kind of line up the next projects and eventually you know there came a much more steady flow like I said and I haven't had any gaps in my calendar I think for almost four years now so I've been 
booked the way I want to be booked. I don't want to say full time because I don't always want to work full time, and that's actually I'm something I'm really proud of, and that's something that I've always really wanted to have a little bit more free time and flexibility. But I will say, for the past four years, I have been booked as much as I wanted to be booked, and I would like to sometimes book a little bit more in the future. So. Um, I would love to book clients for the summer now, but um, I also really just enjoy the kind of creativity and this dance with like moving between different spaces and having periods of time where I'm relaunching a program or I'm re-recording a course or or then I'm helping someone else launch or I'm working on a website. And so I'm okay with that right now. It just feels good to me. Anyway, I really think it's helpful for those moments where we do feel anxiety to have a very clear plan in place with strategies and things that we can do to find the next two clients so that when this anxiety hits, which can sometimes be really sudden, we're not kind of reinventing the wheel every time or wondering what we should do and really panicking, but we're just kind of opening up our journal returning to our list and we're calmly working through it and just doing the best that we can. And the first thing that I want to invite you to think about is to be really clear on what you're actually offering. And maybe that sounds like common sense, in which case, great, you probably have a really clear offering already. But if you don't, really, really look at your website again and see if what you're offering is super clear. If someone is interested in your work, maybe they come across you on a podcast interview on Instagram and they want to know more, do they really, really, really know how they can work with you and how much it's going to be and what it will look like? And if not, then that's something that I would really invite you to get on top of and make that super clear. Which leads me to my next idea. Offering more long-term containers and packages can be really important in making sure that you have a continuous flow of clients and projects and income. So for example, there's a lot of people out there that only offer one-off sessions and sometimes those one-off sessions make sense and they can be this really beautiful spark um, or maybe you're offering a product one-off like a piece of artwork or um, a herbal package, something like that. But I bet that there's people out there who are actually so in love with your work that they're willing to commit in a more long-term way. So either they maybe want a long-term coaching package with you or they want your ongoing support as a VA or maybe they want to subscribe to a herbal package to get something to, from you every season or maybe they want to support your art in an ongoing way and become a Patreon. And by the way, I have a whole other episode on building a Patreon. If you want to check that out, that might be relevant. So really thinking about what can someone do if they love your work so much that they want to commit? And also with that bearing in mind that you're not necessarily asking for their firstborn child, you know, I think it can be really beautiful for them as well to know this is this care or this product or this treat is coming their way anyway. They've committed to treating themselves to it and they are kind of liberating themselves from having to make that decision over and over again. Um, there's a small bookshop, for example, in Scotland that I support by having a book subscrip subscription with them. I really want to read my fiction and they have this thing where you pay a tenner a month and then they send you this surprise novel and it's really beautifully packaged and you never know what you're going to get. But they also always add this little note about why they chose this particular book this month and it's just so sweet and I really, really enjoy it in so many ways. It's often something... I wouldn't have chosen myself and 
it kind of broadens my experience because I get to hear or read about all these different voices and I'm really enjoying that. So I'm so grateful that they're offering that and there's been other bookshops that I would also love to support in this way where I was like, huh, I wish that was available. And who knows, you know, maybe there are people in your world right now that wish that was available from you. Um, and then the next thing that I want to share is um, to make it a habit to check on your user experience. So um, I like to think of this as, as the onion model, <laughs> and I will just kind of intro this, and there's other spaces in which I go much deeper, but basically you are at the core, like your energy and creativity and what you offer is at the core of this onion, and then the outer layer is kind of, you could also think of it as a galaxy of different planets, but the outer layer is basically the first touching point that people have with your work. That might be on a podcast, might be Instagram. And the next layer, if they're excited and want to come closer to you, they maybe subscribe to your newsletter or they buy like a small product of you. And the closer they come, the bigger the commitment is in terms of time and energy. And the more you can also show up for them because your time and energy is also being honored. Um, so I guess that's all about exchange, right? Um, but if you think about it in these different layers, it makes sense to check how that's flowing if someone first comes across your work. So say, for example, you've been on someone else's podcast. Have you linked back to your website? And then when they land on your website, is it on the homepage immediately clear within 10 seconds what you're offering and what they can expect to learn more about on the site if they choose to stay? Or have you linked to everything that you're offering from your Instagram account? Is that super easy to navigate? And it might be helpful to ask a friend because obviously you know what you're offering. You are in your own world. Um, but someone else who has nothing to do with what you're doing, do they immediately really understand what it is that you do and how they could work with you? Um, and maybe if you are um, part of online spaces, community groups, or on, on social media, you can also ask strangers for that kind of feedback and make it an exchange and say, hey, you know, like we work in totally different fields. Should we maybe check each other's user experience out and make some notes on that. That could be so insightful and really help you um, optimize that in a way that brings you closer to booking the next five clients or selling the next five things. The next thing is reaching out to past clients, um, not just for testimonials, not just to see how they're doing, but also to see if there's anything that else that they might need from you. Um, maybe you have some ideas. Um, maybe you just want to offer them 10% off as a repeat client. Lots of different options there, but I think staying in touch definitely makes sense. That's something that I haven't always been super good at or uh, intentional about. I would say that I have so many clients that have become friends and that I still am in touch with and I love seeing their business unfold. But I would also say in the first few years, I haven't followed up with every single web design project that I've done. And I wish I had because, you know, it's always cool to see what people get up to and that's something that I now really want to prioritize and make time for. So you might want to reach out to past clients and you can invite feedback. Maybe you can ask them for a testimonial, but you can also encourage word of mouth. And that doesn't have to be sleazy at all. You don't have to say like, hey, please tell your friend about me right now because I currently don't have anything lined up and I'm panicking. You can just really gently encourage word of mouth. So sometimes I think all it takes is to remind people that that's something that's really, really important for us as small business owners. So at the bottom of your newsletter, for example, you can have a note and say, do, do you have a friend in mind that maybe would enjoy reading this? Feel free to forward it to them. Um, or at the end of a project, you can say, hey, like, how has this been for you? 
there anything else I could do? And if you have someone else who might benefit from my service, I would so appreciate you telling them about me. Um, and again, it sounds like common sense, but I know that for, I myself have often forgotten it. And when I've worked with someone else and hired something out, I've also not always been asked to think about them when someone has a similar need. And I think that's that's so beautiful. Like many of us just really are so committed to supporting small businesses and want to help each other. So why not ask about it specifically? Of course, you can also send a newsletter. That really helps. And I think it is obviously good to not just send newsletters when you're panicking, but it can be a way to fill spots on short notice. Again, in the first few years, when I had a big cap in my calendar, I would sometimes send a newsletter and say, hey, I have this last minute opening and I'm offering it for 20% off. Does anyone want to take that? And that's sometimes has worked for me and I really now want to have a more consistent kind of routine of sharing and reaching out to people and it's not just like emergency thing anymore but at the same time I think that's fair enough as well and I think also that we can be honest about that you know there's no shame in saying I don't have anything booked this week or I have um, this like I don't know if overstock is the right word <laughs> you know I have too much stock of this one thing that I made and so I'm offering it as, as a discount and that it would be helpful for you if, if you were sharing that. Another thing that you can do is reach out to other podcast hosts. So that's maybe like more of a bit of a long run because many podcast hosts have a schedule and pre-recorded interviews. So you might not get in there immediately, but it's a really nice habit to develop and a really beautiful way to connect with new clients because a podcast interview gives you much more of a chance to talk about your story and let your voice be heard than a social media space, for example, usually because, you know, episodes are longer you get to answer more questions, could be really a fun and beautiful experience. Another tip is to answer questions in groups and just generally to be really helpful when you're looking for clients. So in the first few years of my business, <laughs> I feel like I'm bringing up all these old stories, but I was hanging out a lot in Facebook groups and I just answered people's questions. So I would go in and in the search bar, I would put something like WordPress or web design. And there were dozens of people every day asking questions around this stuff. And I didn't you know, didn't specifically say, oh, this is what I do or market myself, but I would give a really kind and considerate answer and I was being really helpful. And then some of those people clicked on my profile and were like, oh yeah, you know this stuff because this is actually your job. Maybe I should hire you. And this is how I found a significant number of my clients. And I think it's a win-win situation because you're helping people whether or not they have a budget to work with you. And that's really cool. So they get their questions answered. You get a bit of exposure and you also get a sense of um, for what people are asking for and struggling with, which is really helpful in developing your own products or services. And then, you, of course, you want to get organized around regular promotions. So... And that could, uh, that could, of course, look so many different ways. But generally what I mean is really coming up with a pace or a schedule for how you want to promote. So if you're choosing, for example, Instagram as a space to be present with your business, then maybe you want to challenge yourself to talk about an offering that you have twice a week. And if that feels difficult to show up for regularly, then maybe you want to consider something like the free version of later.com where you're scheduling those eight posts a month in at the beginning of the month. And then you hold yourself accountable and you know, you know, your business will be talked about at least twice a week 
on Instagram. And the rest of the time, you can just spontaneously post whatever comes up for you, and that's cool and playful. But you also are committed to really finding those next clients and talking about what you're offering. And last thing I want to share is really thinking more creatively about where your potential clients are and hang out and then hanging out there too. So is that Pinterest or is that maybe LinkedIn or are they actually looking on local notice boards in real life for something cool that you might be offering? So that might not be the most obvious thing to do. I think um, in this business world that we're in, we often think, oh, we have to be on Instagram. We should build a newsletter list and then maybe we'll have some Facebook ads or something. But so often there are really different places that we're not... Um, considering at all because they're not as common but depending on your niche that could be something really important to think about and also to revisit uh, frequently. So to summarize what I shared I think it's really good and important to make regular time to work on your business rather than in it to avoid these periods of time where you're panicking because you're not sure where your next clients are coming from and at the same time when you do have a moment of feeling a bit scared about where the next income or the next paycheck is coming from to have this emergency list of things that you can do immediately and so to recap that could be something like okay I'm going to reach out to three past clients I'm just going to schedule five promotional Instagram posts I'm going to send a newsletter and really think about something valuable that can share in it rather than just panicking and discounting my services and then I'm gonna remember to really ask people for word of mouth recommendations and I'm going to work on my shame around that because I think it's important. I want to build my business and I'm, I believe in what I'm offering. And then maybe another thing on your list could be reaching out to a podcast um, to see if you can be a guest or just spending an hour answering some questions on the internet. That could, you know, you don't obviously have to be in groups to do that. You could also use your Instagram stories and little sticker functionality there and say, hey, I have a bit of time today. Do you have a question? Is there anything that I can help you with? Just being helpful. And this list of your kind of five things that you can do when you're panicking and you want to find your next clients, obviously that will look different for everyone. But I hope that this episode has given you some ideas and um, kind of like some understanding that there's ways of working with that anxiety and those ways of income and projects to kind of create a little bit more stability and certainty for yourself and I think being in that place of feeling like well you know I might not always know what I'm exactly I'm going to do three months from now but I know what I can do if if I get a bit nervous and I trust myself to work like this work is a much better place to be creative in as well because being anxious around core needs is is really killing our creativity and that's no one's fault that's a that's partly a systemic problem that I think we're all facing. And so, yeah, I really hope you can come up with your a list of your own and grow your confidence that way and also support each other. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week.